Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. Hi, my lovely friends. And today I'm actually going to share a podcast interview that I did with Dylan of In Search of Reality podcast. So I wanted to share this with you because I do go into the Akashic Records on the quantum field and some information that I think you'd be interested in. And I wanted to also share that I am doing a certification for the Akashic Records Healing and Coaching. So if you want to know more about that, click the link below and enjoy the episode. Much love. I'd like to welcome Melissa Fike to the show. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you for letting me come on and be with you. Yeah, real excited to have you here. Um, like, you know, we were talking a little bit off air about, you know, just some of the some of the things that um, you're going to be able to explain to my audience, some of my listeners, I'm excited to kind of dive in. So I guess just maybe, can we talk a little bit about your background, kind of what, you know, you specialize in just to give the listeners an idea of who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I've been a spiritual teacher for over 22 years. It's just a passion. Um, spirituality is something that's always been in my life. I was reading, um, astrology charts, which I don't know a lot about anymore, but when I was in college, so I could, I would make my own charts. So I've always had this interest in the unknown, let's say. And because that passion was there, I was always looking and interested in whatever I could find going to all sorts of bookstores, because that's when I was younger, that's how, what we had, we have bookstores, no internet and, um, always searching. And what I've recognized through all these years of working with a lot of people and my own inner journey and outer journey is that the answers aren't as concrete as most people want them to be. The answers that most of us are seeking is a perception that will help us build who we are and become more of who we are. And it's not really about the external world, but the internal world and what we project into our universe, into our experiences here that make a difference in how we experience this world or react to this world. And, you know, I've been into Ascension since let's just say a while, (laughs) a long time. So that really is my passion about helping people raise their frequency, become more in alignment with who they truly are and recognizing the difference between their ego voice and their higher consciousness. That's interesting. So, you you know, you, you go into a lot of like what, like inner manifestation maybe is, do you think now I've heard this from a lot of other people, are we able to kind of manifest our realities like from within? Is that kind of how that works? Yes. So I look at it like this. We live in a matrix and it's the projections that we put into the matrix that 
is our reality. Now, we also have something called a collective consciousness. And what a collective consciousness does is we all agree upon something. And I think that energetically, there's this new vibrational leader coming forward. And those are the people who are like, wait a minute, I'm not going to believe in that matrix anymore, that collective consciousness of matrix. I'm going to change the frequency within that will change the frequency without. And that's what the ascension is really about. And when I received the information about becoming a vibrational leader, that was something that came to me as a channel in a class that I was doing. I recognized the depth of that, that it meant that you had to be the vibration that you wanted to attract in the world to change the world. So most of us are here as an inner journey of our own experiences and projecting out into the world of what we want to see. But a lot of people who are on the spiritual journey are really ready to become vibrational leaders. And that means that they're ready to hold a certain frequency so that others may follow that frequency. I think that gives a lot of hope that that point of view and possibly even that, you know, you can, you actually have the power to, to, change that and, and to, to become that your own reality and, and make that make that a, a thing a better place than what where you're currently at or something like that if somebody's struggling with something um yeah. is well it's hard really dylan it's really hard because you know we react because of our subconscious programming and there's nothing wrong with that but it makes us miserable and then that misery attracts misery and unfortunately, that's what we do regularly. And, and I like to encourage people, we can't be perfect. So throw that out the window. Forget this perfection stuff. Just every time that you hit that place of reaction, take a moment, take a breath and go, okay, I reacted and it's okay. So be okay with that. Don't fight yourself or don't get mad at yourself. And then say, if I was going to do it differently, what would that look like? And that gives us a power that most people don't have. Can you maybe point to a certain situation or um, something that happened in your life that's kind of led you on this path to kind of put you on this journey of this life work that you're doing to help heal people? Yeah. um, Childhood abuse. Um, I actually was raised in a nice family, but, you know, we all experience abuse, unfortunately, on one wave or another, and there's spiritual, sexual, mental, physical, emotional, and, and um, physical abuse. Spiritual abuse is when somebody is in a religion and they're um, abused spiritually. And now it's more of an emotional, mental abuse. And um, for me personally, some of that happened. And when I was a teenager, I went through a really big depression, which nowadays I recognize as a depression. But in those days, I had no idea. Um, It wasn't talked about like it is now. And I was always like, okay, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. And every issue that would come up in my life, I was like, okay, this is something I need to work on and look at. And that's why I actually went to school for, to be a psychologist because I thought, well, I mean, maybe I can heal my own crap. 
right? And unfortunately, most like, well, many psychologists can, they go into that because of their own issues. But it catapulted me of looking outside for a healing for something to change my life. Maybe this will change my life. Maybe if I go to college, it will change my life. Maybe if I have a boyfriend, it will change my life. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no. If you're looking outside of yourself for your freedom, for your love, for your joy, for your connection, you're missing the boat because that's a fleeting moment. What you want to do is transcend and go inside and look for that stuff. Yeah, that's that's something what you just mentioned is something I've been working on currently. I know like growing up, I've always thought that like, you know, you're you're meant to, you know, go after the money and try to find things externally to bring happiness. But ultimately, like you're right, like we control everything from within. We control our own happiness. Like we're um, you know, we can if we want to be happy all the time, then we just you just need to be happy all the time from within and try to, you know, focus on that, focus that energy. I, yeah, I, I love yes. that. I yes, love that. without spiritual bypassing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because because that's an easy way to move around your issues and say, well, I just should be happy. It's okay to be human, but recognize your humanness is just a part of you. What else is there? And and it's it's that because when we try to fight our feelings we actually bury them deeper. Interesting. So what are, what are your thoughts on psychology? Because that's my background too. And um, I kind of have steered away from that. I think there's a lot of good in psychology and you can learn a lot. But at the same time, I think the clinical setting, I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or say negative things, but I think mm-hmm. this, the clinical settings, maybe not necessarily, it, they got it wrong maybe. I think it feeds the egoic self and that again, that is not a bad thing because we're growing as a species. And I think that that brought us to a different experience, the psychological movement and for people to say, wait a minute, that mean there's a way out of my pain, sorrow, and anger. Uh, Great. Um, And I think that again, that's just an evolution of our species. Okay. That, and that's kind of why I do the work that I do. My work is more emotional, um, deep multidimensional work, but there's a psychology component to it. What is the spiritual expansion Academy? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Um, that was again, channeled from spirit because, um, I just said, what am I, what's my why? What's my why? And I didn't ask my ego or my, you know, I was asking like all of me. And when I say spirit, I mean, part of me too. Hello. You know, I, I'm spirit too. And when I asked what was, why I was doing this, I heard spiritual expansion for all sentient beings. And what that means is moving beyond the matrix or the illusionary experience and recognizing that we are not just a linear being, that we're multidimensional, and that as we expand our awareness, we become more connected with who we truly are, and we experience how to create, really create 
in a concrete 3D way through higher vibrations. And that is something unique to our planet. At least that's how I understand it. Because, you know, creating in the ethers is easy, but actually creating a physical object like a pen, that is a whole different ballgame. So you're taking the higher consciousness and the 3D experience and marrying them to create. And you want to expand. And I also, the other part of that that I was shown was, well, the universe expands all the time. And we are part of the universe. So it would only make sense that we expand as well. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. Go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course. It's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to melissafike.com slash psychic, and I'll see you there. And have you had experience, have you, you experienced this, what you're mentioning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you experience an expansive awareness, you lose your sense of identity. Um, And I I attribute to like an ayahuasca trip. Now, I've never done ayahuasca, so I don't know firsthand, but that's what people have mentioned. And I'm like, well, if you kind of let go of that, you don't, I think it's a good tool, but I think it's just a tool. It's not going to be your way to you know, ascend necessarily. I think some people use it maybe as a crutch and nothing wrong with it. I mean, I'm still on my list of possibilities. If the, if it comes up, I would probably do it. But when you feel expanded, you no longer get caught up in the little things. And even if you're triggered, the trigger moves through really quickly. And to me, expanding your consciousness when you can really expand your consciousness, you're very grounded in that. And you meet a lot of spiritual people who are all up here and they're all like, you know, woo-woo-ish. And well, I'm a woo-woo person, but um, they are, they have difficulty grounding information and bringing it through. But when you expand your consciousness, then the groundedness is part of that. 
And it's also multidimensionally. So that's how I multi, I travel multidimensionally. I travel through consciousness. That's how I've experienced, uh, you know, spontaneous past lives or so many different things through that expansion. That's fascinating. And you talk about uh, the divine love meditation. Is that something that's part of expanding your consciousness? Yes. So in my divine love meditation, we expand our consciousness to connect to the energy of oneness and divine love. And I, and again, that came to me. Um, I would channeled that meditation. I wish I could take, um, I wish I could take credit for it because it's really great. But what that it gives is that meditation is all about giving and receiving. And many spiritual people are great at giving, like giving is not an issue at all for spiritual people, but receiving that is usually something they're a little apprehensive about subconsciously, of course. And this meditation is all about moving the energy between love between the creator or your oneness or universe, whatever you want to call that energy, you know, them, you know, that universe sending you love and you sending love back. And what that does is it expands your heart energy, expands your consciousness, and recognizes that we're all in this together. And even the bad people, we don't know what they're here to help with. We don't know the plan. Um, And also, maybe their experience, they need this experience for some reason. And when you can open your heart and expand that and expand into divine love, then divine love gives you a sense of, um, I believe that divine love is where we, most people find their purpose. Because if you can't open your heart completely and, and like send and receive divine love, you're going to feel purposeless in this life. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but I think that's a big component. That's interesting. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the importance of meditation? I know yeah, I, I often ask my guests this, especially real spiritual people that love to meditate. And um, I, it's working well for me. So I just, maybe you, can you touch on that? Okay. So meditation, let me, before I say why I feel that it's important to meditate, one thing I am going to say is that we meditate every day. You meditate watching TV, so just be careful what subliminally you're getting into the, that brain of yours. Um, if you look at meditation in the respect of brainwave patterns, it gives a little bit of a different awareness. So in your waking life, right, you have a, you're in beta. So right now we're in like probably a high beta where we're doing a lot of thinking. But with somebody meditates, for, and I'm going to give myself as an example if that's okay, Right now, I'm in beta speaking to you, but I'm also, I know for a fact that I have some gamma and theta waves right now. I can feel them. I can feel the energy and the way that I'm receiving information because when I do something like this, I'm, I want to channel what is proper and what is for the highest and best for whoever's listening. And those brainwave patterns, if you can start working and not just living in that high beta anxiety ridden energy and you can live more in that 
that gamma, theta, alpha, yes, but theta especially or gamma, then you're going to have a whole new experience. Your life changes. And we meditate. They've actually studied Buddhist you know, meditators, and they have shown that they are in gamma a lot of the time. And gamma is this like explosive, very high vibrational brainwave. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to meditate just because I'm just going to like shut off my thinking brain. It's what are you, what's the purpose is really to become a higher brainwave on a regular basis. And there are so many different types of meditation. And one way, so TM, that's a big one. That's a very famous meditation. But what I find is that a lot of TM people, they get really stuck in that and they are not allowing themselves to expand into higher brainwaves. They're kind of stuck in that alpha, maybe theta brainwave and they're not getting anywhere else. And guided meditations as well. I've taught guided meditations since I started doing classes a while ago. And um, so what I've recognized is my involvement is I am trying to bring the highest frequency in for people to hit higher brain waves because that means that that's how we change the higher consciousnesses. That's how we change all of our consciousness. If more people were less connected to the high beta anxiety place and more connected to that more um, theta, and theta is what you use for hypnosis. And when you're a child, you're in that eight, that alpha theta brainwave, which is why we're that's our subconscious brain. Now, do you think um, just through culture and just kind of how we are as a civilization now, do you said that children are in that more than they're not. Do you think we just kind of lose that? how to do that or we're meant to be more in that state or yeah well it was usually beat out of us on some level you know i mean let that's i'm being metaphorical and i'm also being specific right beat out of us it's abuse you know parents who have their own issues they project them onto the kids the kids hold that sub- subliminally and and their subconscious and then you know we they are wondering why at 16 they're depressed or anxious. It's an anxiety is all fight, flight, freeze, hide energy. That's what anxiety is. It's not an emotion. It's a reaction to their world. Um, at least that's the way I see it. And I've done enough work to where I've shifted that for people. And that definitely is it. Um, I think, yes. It depends on the kids. Some kids nowadays, I see them um, easily go into those brain waves. Um, but it's also a training. We came here to experience whatever it was for each individual soul being. And um, I think we have to understand that um, the higher brain waves because that's part of our brain. And the beta part of our brain is sits in the neocortex, right? And that's the infancy of our brain, by the way. That's the most current part of our brain. And the neocortex is, I call it like the ego, the ego self. 
And what's the ego self? It's the seven-year-old kid high on sugar running around crazy with no purpose. So, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk maybe a little bit about the uh, Akashic Records? I mean, it's something that people have touched on on my show before. You know, they just never really go into any great detail. And, I, you know, your book is kind of on some of that. Maybe we could touch on your book as well. But just in general, what what is the Akashic Records? and what's- Okay. Yeah. All right. So the Akashic Records is an energy, let's call it a library of information for each individual soul self. The thing is that there are levels to the Akashic Records and many people read on the emotional mental planes of existence, which are the planes of existence that are right under, like right above or in the next frequency of our experience. So those records hold past lives. They hold um, why you're, you know, connect with certain people. They also hold society and group and race consciousness and the universe's um, imprint of energy too. So our galactic library. Okay. So our galactic library. A couple years ago, I was shown to actually start working on the Kashuk Works on the quantum field. Now, this was a whole nother spin to it. And what they told me was, we're moving past trying to figure out like each past life and trying to do our karma, karma like linearly. We need to get a whole new way of expanding our consciousness and accelerating our ascension process. And what I was shown is on the Akashic Records on the quantum field, you have, you can clear a whole pattern of issues. Let's say a pattern of abuse that you've had for, let's say a thousand lifetimes. Because actually I don't believe any human is here that hasn't had abuse pattern. Um, But we can clear that a lot quicker on the Kashuk records than we can on the quantum field, Kashuk records on the quantum field than we can on just going lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So it's past the story. And this is where the past life Akashic records, why a lot of people are interested in that part of that is because they want to know, was I Cleopatra? Come on. I had to have been, look at me, you know, and it's not really that because just because you had somebody kill you in a lifetime doesn't mean that that's going to change your life now. may give you a little bit of insight, but it's not going to make any drastic changes. We want to accelerate faster. So what happens on the Akashic Records on the quantum field is that the energy is imprinted in there. Okay, so there's an imprint of energy. And on top of that, which is so fascinating and and fun, is that it can be rewritten. The library, those books are already written. These were your past lives. These were your experiences. This is what's happened. This was your future life. And that's what happened. The Akashkarts on the quantum field, it's actually a living energy. And it can be rewritten which means that we can transcend and transmute some lower 
energies or lower experiences that we've had in the past in our own this lifetime. Let's just do this lifetime. Like everybody's had stuff just even in this lifetime. We can transcend and transmute them quickly because what we're doing is we're unwinding the energy and the healing happens when the person takes more responsibility and becomes more aware of their own issues and why they hold on to it. And then what happens is, and and let me give you kind of a short little quick story. If I have Sally and Sally has had um, abuse from men her whole childhood into her adulthood, we start rewriting her records. And I said, well, how do you feel about your father now? And she's like, um, I don't feel much. I mean, I love him, which is something she never said before. Because, and why they like hesitant. They're like, well, where did my story go? And they'll say, I remember this situation or that situation, but I don't feel any trigger. And I know from my own life, um, you know, I had a huge abuse issue right around when I was about 13 years old, huge abuse. And right now, the only reason why I even remember that story, even a teeny tiny bit, because half of it's gone, is because I use it as an example of, of that, that you can transcend that. Because that story means nothing to me anymore. And I have no other attachment to the story or to the abuse or to the situation. And anybody who was involved, I just love them. I have no anger or fear or anything else in there. So those records can be rewritten. The records on the mental and emotional planes can't be rewritten. They're an imprint of the um, information that is the experience. And that's the only way karmically in the quantum field that we can move through things fast because it's quantum. (laughs) It's in the word. (laughs) What you've mentioned abuse a few times. What's your your take or your theory on why we need to experience this? I mean, is it just part of the journey? Is it something that just spiritually we need to go through, or is there is there something else that it's because it does seem like it's all over the place? Oh, it's all over the place. I, I believe that it is part of the duality. So what happened? And again, this is just my own take on it. But as we started to become more and more dense energy from like a higher vibration to a less, you know, and then we decided, let's, it would be fun to go check out and become a body. Let's try that. That would be an interesting ride. We are living in a very 3D experience in this matrix. And in that there's duality. And you, it's the polarity. So if you study alchemy, they talk about the polarity where, you know, one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, like a pendulum. You can't experience pure love on this world or an earth plane unless you've experienced pure hate. Now, I'm not saying you have to have hate to have love, but what you learn is that there's this dichotomy, this pulling of, of ends where one's here, one's here. And the Buddhists say it's the middle road, that middle place where that's where the gold is. And when you can 
And think about this. We come here to experience this world. That's why we came. We didn't come to deal with karma. We didn't come. We are, that's part of it because that's the part of the experience here. Abuse is part of the ego's creation. And I'm just hearing this right now. So abuse is part of the ego's creation. And that means that the ego started to see everything as fear and everything as possibly unsafe. So the ego started to project it out onto others. And when it started to project it out to others, it reacted. And then it actually was the part of us that abused others. And then, then those people projected back and abused. So it's part of the ego's creation as well as, and as well as the duality of our universe. It's deep. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still contemplating what I just said. I have to go back and listen myself. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I definitely can't wait to actually play it back and listen again. Um, So multi-dimensional healing is kind of what you do. What is, what does that kind of entail? Is there, is there a process that you go through? You know, what, what, what goes on there? So again, I do it in the Akashic records on the quantum field, but multi-dimensional healing means that you are healing on many levels and it's the mental, emotional, physical levels, like most energy healing work on those levels. It's also in the cellular memory, because if you have a trauma, that trauma actually gets stuck in the cellular memory. I've seen it in there. I've watched it happen. And then also in the Akashic records, so we can rewrite them. That's another level that we heal on. And then the DNA, because the more we heal our DNA, the more our DNA will expand and activate different parts of us to live more high vibrationally. And then also on the genetic line, and that is because we inherit through our DNA, but through the genetic line, our patterns and all of those patterns that you have on, you know, abandonment on, um, with anger or with grief, those patterns are handed down through a generationally abuse, totally handed down, right? And when we're healing, especially when I'm working with someone, when I recognize how it's entangled, and that's the key. Why I say multidimensional is because it's not, oh, if we clear X in the Akashic records or that lifetime in your Akashic records, all your entanglements of all this experience is going to be gone. It's not just one place either. So it's this trauma when you were six, and then it's this situation when you were 25, and then it's your family's genetic line, and it's why you're holding on to it because, right, we, we hold on to things because we like it. Like people want to be alone. They will literally sabotage all their relationships. So that's what I mean by entangled. It's so entangled. It's not just one thing. It's everything. And you're able to help clear that or untangle that for people. Yes. Uh, that's, that's an interesting thing. That, that's fascinating. You mentioned that it's, it's, sometimes it's generational. It's passed on through the DNA like you were talking. 
Yeah, well, we choose our parents because our parents bring forward the things that we want to experience. Yeah, that's that's very valid. What is the Enlightened Business Program? I was reading a little bit about that on your website. Yeah. Um, so energetically, we create our world, right? We already discussed that. We create our reality. And if you want to empower your business to be at a frequency, a higher frequency, you want to release some of the things that are being held in your own Akashic records, but also in the consciousness of your business. People have no idea that every institution, including a sole propriety business, holds a consciousness, just like a house holds a consciousness, just like a car does. When you go in and you look at the consciousness of your business, you can transform that. And there might also be traumas in your business. So just like traumas in self, you could have a trauma in your business. I've seen this. um, For instance, I had a client who had a business that was going really, really well for like 10 years, a long time. And all of a sudden, the partner did something that traumatized her, but also traumatized the business. And even though she got out of, you know, she moved past some of it, the business didn't. So the business was still holding on to that trauma, still thinking that it, that's that other person's part of that. Then I had another client, this is so cool, who she bought her business from someone. And I said, well, you need to talk to your company because your company is still entangled and connected to that other person. And it's not going to grow because it feels like, you know, you're ripping it away from its mommy. We need to work on that. It's really interesting. So yeah, I'm all, I, yeah, I love consciousness. So, and I love business. I actually enjoy um, business and learning about business. So it, I think that's the practical side. And there, to me, there's a lot of creativity in business. So I, I bring a lot of creativity to that. Um, so yeah, it, it fascinates me to read businesses. So when you do this and you're, you're able to actually kind of help the business grow or move on past it's what's holding it back. Yeah. So I won't work with anyone on their business until I've worked with them because they are their business. You know, most people that I work with, you know, maybe they have, I think probably the largest business I worked with is maybe like 50, 75 employees. So smaller businesses, right? Um, because once you get any bigger, then it's, that's, that is a different consciousness. But I have worked with people with that because they may be a director of a, of a, um, of a different part of that business. So let's just say the smaller businesses. What I find is that if you work on the person, they change their energy and then we work on the business. Like the person who had bought the business, we worked on her first and then we worked on her business. And that's what made the change multidimensionally, really. Wow, that's fascinating. What do you think... I ask a lot of guests this question, but I want your take on it. What is the the whole purpose of the universe? What is the purpose? Just to become aware of itself or 
What are, what are we what are we doing? Yeah. Well, think about this. We look at our earth plane as this hell on earth, right? But really, throughout all these years, what I've really recognized was that this is really a very cool experience. You don't get a lot of experiences where you actually get to live in such a concrete environment. I believe that we are just all experiencing and that's it. It's just an experience. And because we live in this linear time and space, once you hit a certain frequency, you're in, you're in space time, you're no longer connected to this, you know, one comes after another linear experience. And it's just an, it's just an experience. And I always say, you know, you and I fight and then we die and we go hang out. And I'm like, dude, remember that time when we had that big argument? That was so, that was so cool. Didn't you like, what did you learn? I learned this and I figured out this. Now, I don't believe we're here to learn lessons. I want to be really clear. An experience is just an experience. It's the spin we put on it that makes it a positive and negative experience or a neutral experience. We're not here to experience lessons. That would, that's kind of negative because a lesson, have you ever heard anybody said, Oh, I learned this great lesson. I won the lottery. I met the man of my life, my dreams. You know, it's always a negative energy. If you start taking your power back, then somebody's teaching you a lesson and take your power back and say, Hey, I experienced this. Where's my growth right? Not my lesson, my growth within this experience. That's more empowering than some dude trying, you know, some God saying, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I mean, that's what parents do. That's not very positive in that way. So basically I think it's experience and to have all sorts of experiences. And if you want, I can go even a little crazier Do you want me to go a little crazier? Absolutely. Okay. So I have actually traveled to other worlds and their experiences are very different. Like there's this world that I went to and it's hard to describe, but it was like, everything is like a liquid plasmic energy. And um, you just go in, you become, and you can like make any shape or form and become any different thing. And it's just to learn how to use plasma energy to create. I know. That's I mean, strange. At I know least, it is. At least as, as a human, it's strange to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I understand that. And that's why it is out there, but that's something I've experienced. And I've also experienced other different things, but that was the most out there that I've ever experienced, like really out there. That's pretty cool. So um, these other planets now, are they, solely for experiences too, then I'm assuming. And then, yes, is that something, is that part of the um, reincarnation process or are we able to maybe be two places at the same time? Yeah, I think both. I think the answer to that is yes to both. That sometimes we're experiencing multi experiences because if there's no time and space, then it doesn't mean that, you know, yesterday I had one lifetime and today I'm another. And if you look at the law of one in the law of one, they talk about all sorts of like that. We are just moving into different densities. 
So we're moving from the third density, which is all about fear and anger and control and duality into the fourth density, which is more heart-based. And um, it's just an experience. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad or good. And this is one of the few places where we get to experience a full separation because once you hit higher densities, there's more oneness. And, and according to him also is we're giving information back to the creator, you know, oneness. Right. What are some things that you maybe recommend that people do to raise their vibrations and spirituality? You know, there are so many things. And I like the idea of making sure your energy is clear. I find that especially if people are more on the beginning or they're still dealing with their, a lot of deep issues, clear your energy system, you know, just see white light washing down through your whole mental, emotional, physical bodies. Um, Also clearing thought forms that is really helpful. I had that download working with a client once about like, we should be clearing our thought forms because we, they accumulate all here. And that creates a lot of angst for people, all those thoughts running around, you know? Um, And, you know, some people will say diet. I think that's important. Drinking water is important, but ultimately, ultimately, the way to raise your vibration is to work on your lower issues. All the traumas, all the negative connotations that you have, all the negative reactions, all the things that are attached to ego, because you can't raise your vibration if you're too attached to your egoic belief systems. You just can't. And I know that's kind of hard and to understand. Maybe shadow work as well will help that. Can we talk a little bit about your book, just what it's about, kind of let the listeners know? Sure, sure, of course. Um, so I just finished my second edition to A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, Raise Your Vibration, Master Your Life. And I did this second edition because it needed to be edited better. And I understand that I didn't hire an editor. I didn't realize it was going to go where it went. Um, You know, spirit had a whole nother idea because really that book was, you know, I'd say about 70% channeled. Um, You know, how everything's put together was, was, I didn't put it together. Spirit put it together. Um, They had a whole decision on what was going on with that. And um, that book is really about transformation and ascension, which are my passion. I believe that we are here to help each other raise our consciousness, expand and accelerate our ascension. And no one has it wrong or right. We're just on this, you know, in this experience together. Um, That book is, there's a lot of very metaphysical um, things that I've put in there. But it's very grounded and easy to understand. At least that's what people tell me, that it's easy to understand. And the meditations, I've had people who have had great success 
with just doing the meditations and even um, feeling more aligned with who they are, clearing some things with their parents or their siblings. Um, again, I mean, this book, I, I, although my name is on it, I don't feel like it is mine. I feel like it's ours. Um, I just get to experience it because I would just take the information and just share it. I didn't try to change it. I just did whatever I needed to do to share that information to help people because I'm a helper. Like so many spiritual people, I can't help but help. And that's what spiritual people do. They can't help but help. (laughs) So basically was it from source or they, it came, they came to you and said, you're going to write this book. I need you you to, I need you to put this out there to the world. No, actually how it happened was I was um, in a meditation and I just got a full download in an instant of, of the Akashic records on the quantum field and what it meant and these patterns. And it came in so fast. It took me a couple months to kind of unpack and I just jotted down a bunch of notes And then um, I started teaching it where it came from. My belief is that it came from the higher, like the, if you're looking at the law of one, it would be the sixth, um, sixth, fifth, sixth ish densities or, you know, just higher vibrational beings, but they are a collective consciousness. So when I see them, they don't look like, it's not like Jesus. Like I've seen Jesus. I know, you know, I, I get that. It wasn't Kuan Yin. It was this collective consciousness energy that was able to tap into my consciousness. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but, um, you know, I'm all about raising my frequency and maybe I got to a frequency that they could tap into. And I think this is just one thing. I don't think, look, I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. I've I've really worked on my egoic self, but it's not perfect. I'm not down with everything. I don't get everything. Um, I think that I am one being on this earth plane that is experiencing connection. But we're all, we all have that ability. And I never want anybody to think, oh, that person has something I don't have because that comes from lack and lack is not part of our next ascension process. It's all about expansion and abundance of of everything. And what information comes through to me can come through to you. No one is special. We're all just on this planet trying to figure it all out. Some people have a propensity toward understanding how to use herbs and other people are channelers doesn't mean that one is better than the other we're just unique which again is the beauty of this experience because we get to be fully unique when we are a collective consciousness that uniqueness is gone it's well said well said um can you what are you currently working on (laughs) Oh, I'm, this is my problem. I tend to get a lot of inspiration. Um, I'm creating a new podcast, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I am working on my second book and that is all about manifesting 
in the Akashic Records on the Quantum Field, creating the life you desire. And I am also doing this awesome full year healing, multidimensional healing program, which is a very low subscription price and working with a a group to do this. And I'm really passionate about this. This was given to me because every morning I wake up and I say, how may I love boldly and serve wisely? And I just open my heart, open up my consciousness and I just be, and then I do my meditation and then And I got this full understanding of how to do this healing um, for many people and um, how to take some of the work that I've been doing and helping people expand and heal quicker. And um, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. It's called multidimensional healing. Where can we find the wonderful work that you're doing and how can we get a hold of you? Sure. Um, Melissa Fike, and that's F as, F as in Frank, E-I-C-K.com. And um, really, I'm not really on social media. I have to be honest. Um, I chose to take my community, which is that subscription program that I just talked about, about the multidimensional healing. I'm taking it off of Facebook because I just, the energy in social media just does not resonate with me. I have to be honest. So you can't really find me on on Facebook or Instagram or all those places. Um, Really my website's the best place and my podcast when it comes out, I should have it out in the next couple of weeks. What's What's the name of the podcast? Spiritual Expansion and Ascension. Excellent. I'll definitely check you out. Definitely. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much.